Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Raise your hand if you love animals. You know, the furried, four-legged, two-legged, feathered, finned friends. It's been a long time since we talked about animals in the afterlife. In fact, it was on episode two, and now we're in our 90s. I want to talk about animals. Right now, as I'm talking to you, I see one, two, three squirrels. I see two woodpeckers, a cardinal, three kind of obnoxious blackbirds, all out my window. When COVID hit, I bought my mom some bird feeders for Christmas present. I thought, no, it'd be a nice hobby for her. Well, it turned into more than a hobby for me, and I'm a little bit passionate about taking care of these critters. They bring a lot of joy and love and purpose. And I know, even though it's not a lap cat or a dog or a bunny rabbit, we get close to our pets, we get close to our animals, and we want to know, do they survive death. So I want this conversation to be today about animals and the afterlife. I think there's just as much grief, if not more grief out in the world for people that are close to their little friends that give them unconditional love than people. You know, if you've ever had a cat or a dog, you know how much love comes back to you. And so today, I want to do a few different things in the world of animals. I want to introduce you to a lady who actually, her passion is on Reiki and animals. Have her talk a little bit about the afterlife. I want to introduce you to a animal psychic who will give you six signs that your pet is really in the afterlife and visiting you. I want to talk to you a little bit about grief regarding pets and people and how we can help ease the pain and move through. And I want to give you some stories of my own. To start off with, something very funny happened yesterday. We needed to get a new water softener put in our house. 
The way down to our basement is through a bulkhead door, which is right next to my bird sanctuary. So this gentleman pulled in and he saw the birds and he says, uh, somebody love birds? And I says, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the crazy bird lady. Showed him where everything was in the basement and he did his work for four hours or so. When it was over and it was time to settle up the bill, he said to me, I wasn't going to tell you this, but he said, I used to love birds when I was a kid. He said, every time he walked up the steps to his truck, he said, your backyard was like a Disney movie. Chipmunks and squirrels and all the different kinds of birds. He said, it made me so happy. So this was coming from this big burly man and a little thing like that made him happy. So as I was researching this episode today, I was really fascinated by the intelligence of animals and not only that unconditional love that they give us, but did you know that dogs can actually sniff out cancer as well as so many other things? That's why they use dogs at the airport sniffing for bombs and drugs and things like that. Cats and dogs have been brought into nursing homes and they have that sixth sense when someone is about to pass and they'll snuggle with the person until that person passes. So they know the day or a couple of days and they bring comfort and love. Now, if you have an animal, you know they have their own personality and you know they are very intelligent As my fingers did a little walking on the keyboard, researching the internet uh, yesterday, I was led to a Netflix TV show called The Hidden Life of Pets. And one thing that was really interesting to me is there's a lady named Alexis, and she's got a dog. She named him Bunny. She wanted to see how intelligent he is. So she started with a button one of those that you press and it speaks something. Actually, I think maybe there were a couple of buttons. Yes, no, things like that. In time, she ended up with 90 communication buttons. The dog can press a button to communicate. So we don't know if the dog is just so well-trained that he knows if he presses the yes button, he'll get what he wants or if it really is the animal trying to communicate. But there were some really great things that happened in this Netflix show. At one point, the dog looked in the mirror and he clicked the button, who, and then this. And then he looked in the mirror again. And then he pressed the button, this, dog, bunny. Three separate buttons to say that's who he's looking at. And then another time he pressed a button, help, another button, ouch, and then paw. Alexis, his owner, looked and between his toes in his paw, there was a sharp splinter. So it's amusing to watch, but it really gets you thinking, can they communicate with us? And anyone, again, who has a pet knows they can Something else in this Netflix special that made me laugh was a talking parrot. 
The African gray can perfectly mimic a human's voice or actually any sound. But this particular African gray loves strawberries. And she must have witnessed her owners using the Amazon Alexa doing their shopping list. Well, they came home and asked Alexa what was on the shopping list. And Alexa said, strawberries, 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 strawberries. So this bird must have said, Alexa, put strawberries on the shopping list over and over and over. It is said and believed by so many people that the moment we cross over into the afterlife, not only are our loved ones there, but also our pets. Anyone or anything that you have loved will be there to greet you. I'm sure you've heard the Rainbow Bridge, but if not, let me read it to you. Just this side of heaven is a place called Rainbow Bridge. When an animal dies that has been especially close to someone here, that pet goes to the Rainbow Bridge. There are meadows and hills for all of our special friends so that they can run and play together. There is plenty of food, water, and sunshine, and our friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who had been ill are restored to health and vigor. Those who were hurt or maimed are made whole and strong again, just as we remember them in our dreams of days and times gone by. Our animals are happy and content, except for one small thing. They each miss someone who has been very special to them, who they had left behind. All the animals run and play together. But the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance. His bright eyes are intent. His eager body quivers. Suddenly, he begins to run from the group. Flying over the green grass, his legs carrying him faster and faster. You have been spotted. And when you and your special friend finally meet, you cling together in joyous reunion, never to be parted again. The happy kisses rain upon your face. Your hands again caress the beloved head, and you look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet. So long gone from your life, but never absent from your heart. Then you cross the rainbow bridge together. The author of that is unknown, but I think it's really precious. And I know it helped me when I've had pets depart in the past. On one of our past shows, we heard some words from Brandy Faith Weld. She had had a near-death experience, and not only was her mom there to greet her, bright and young and alive and healthy and whole. But she said all the animals she ever had were right there snuggling with her. And that was an image I was left with thinking, wow, you know, thinking about my past parakeet, the dogs, the bunny rabbits, maybe the hamsters, and maybe a ton of backyard birds and squirrels will all be there to meet me. I don't know. Another interesting story was a gentleman that I met when I was catering for the race car teams. He was just fixing himself a cup of tea and he looked at my sign that said, we don't die. And of course, at the racetrack, if people wanted to buy a copy of my book, they could. And he said, what's all this about the afterlife, Sandra? 
And I shared with him and he says, I've got something I've I've never told anyone. And he said, when I work on a car, sometimes I get so in the zone. And he says, my dad shows up out of the corner of my eye. And he says, I can see him clearly, not as he died old and gray, but young. And he said, my dog is also there, the dog that I grew up with. He says, but when my conscious mind kicks in, they disappear. But it happens very often. And he says, they're so real. So at some level, this gentleman was tied into his psychic or soul nature, which I think is pretty cool. Our animals are intelligent and they love us and there's reason to miss them and want to know, did they survive death? So we're going to continue on a little bit about that. Just before we go to the break, I have another quick story. I've actually had squirrels tapping on the glass in the room that I'm in as a little reminder, hey, come feed me peanuts. And then also we've got hummingbird feeders around the house. Somehow a hummingbird put two and two together. And when the hummingbird nectar was empty, it actually found me upstairs in my mom's room and hovered by the glass where I was sitting. And that was a sign, go fill the nectar. So they are intelligent. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash shades. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thanks for listening. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're talking about For the Love of Pets, Animals and the Afterlife. I had a chance to catch up with Kathleen Prasad about Do Animals Go to Heaven? Kathleen is the founder of AnimalReikiSource.com and the president of the Shelter Animal Reiki Association. She has volunteered so much in her life about animals and pets. She's been written up in numerous magazines, has been on television quite a number of times. And so here is her answer when I ask her if our animal friends go on. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, they're no different from us. We're all part of the same, the same thing. (laughs) I was thinking about some experiences with animals that I would love to share with you. Yeah. So um, I want to start with Dakota. Dakota was my very first animal Reiki teacher. He was my Australian shepherd mix that I rescued from Sacramento County Animal Control but way back in the 90s when I was just in college. And he stayed with me for 16 and a half years until he passed away. And 
being a shepherd, he was always at my side and part of everything, overseeing everything that I did. <laughs> so when I learned Reiki, he immediately had to come forward and show me animals like Reiki too. Animals can be a part of this too. He was really the first one that put me on that path towards helping animals with this beautiful, peaceful energy. So I really have him to thank for it. So when he um, got cancer when he was 16, a little over 16, my first thought was, I'm going to cure him because I'm an animal Reiki right. person and this is what I do. I make animals feel better and I make them better. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do this. And it was really interesting because he had lost the ability to walk. And so he was kind of laying in his bed and I would pick him up and take him outside during the day. But um, when I would sit and do Reiki, as soon as I would try to do Reiki with him, he would try to drag himself away with his front legs. And I, so I realized he didn't want Reiki, but I knew he he wanted, he needed Reiki, needed healing in my mind. Yes. And so it was very frustrating. And so I'll never forget one day I when I was so wanting him to get, and I just said, Dakota, why won't you why won't you take any Reiki? And um, I put my hands over my heart just out of pain and frustration and not knowing what else to do. And he stopped and he looked at me and he looked so clearly at me and I just understood what he was saying. And he was saying to me, you know what, mom, I, I might be dying of cancer, but actually I'm okay. You're the one who needs healing right, right. now. And so I realized, I looked down at my hands on my heart and I realized the message. And so what I started to do was give myself Reiki, really going deeper within my own meditation and self to help me deal with his transitional process because I was not dealing with it very well. And so as soon as I turned my focus inward, he relaxed and then he would sit with me and be a part of the Reiki treatment. It really taught me about how I think so many times when our animals are passing, we put all of our emotional stuff on them and it actually becomes more of a burden than they already had, you know. So he was really showing me that the best we can do for our animals when they're passing is to to be nurturing to ourselves and to be peaceful for them. Right. And so I meditated quite a bit, about three times a day with him, and he would sit with me. And as he was approaching his transition, there was a very different energetic space that was created. And I could feel it when I would go into my meditation that he was holding me in this different space. It felt very expansive. It felt um, sort of far away, like I was in my body, but when I would sit with him, somehow I was kind of outside my body or bigger. It's hard to explain. But I felt he was sharing that transitional space with me. And it was really a, a gift. And there was a really profound experience one day when I was sitting with him in this space. And I felt this cat named Simon that lived at, at Brighthaven that was one of my favorite older kitties that had a lot of health issues. Mm -hmm. And I suddenly felt him at my left shoulder, right by my ear, like he was right there. And it was this feeling of like gratitude, like he was saying, thank you for everything. I love you. And I'm okay. And it was like joy, gratitude, love all wrapped into one in this beautiful, just 
like energetic hug. And it was so strong that I, I jumped and opened my eyes and I looked at my shoulder because I, it was like he was perched there. Right. And then I realized, Simon, you know, what's happening? And and so I just finished my meditation and then I went over to my computer and I emailed Gail at Brighthaven and I said, I had just had this experience with Simon, you know, is he okay? And she emailed me back like, you know, a couple hours later and she said he passed away at, you know, 7.15 p.m. And that was exactly during in the middle of my meditation when that happened. It was so like I could I barely have words for it now, <laughs> but but I I really had I feel that Dakota held was holding a space for me to be more open to feel that or receive that blessing really from Simon. And um, there was a a class that I taught shortly after that. And um, I, I made up this new meditation when I would go to Brighthaven called the Healing Bridge. And it's where you open your heart and you imagine your heart is a beautiful light. And then your heart extends out like a bridge and with all love and peace and joy and balance and healing all good things. And you offer that to your animal. And your animal then can come forward to connect as much as they want. So I wrote this healing bridge for Dakota because he hated when I would leave and when he was sick. And then I would have to go teach for the weekend and he Mm -hmm. would just be miserable. So it was a way that I could really connect with him and I could feel him so close to me even when I was teaching. And so I went to Brighthaven and this was maybe about a few weeks before Dakota passed away and he was very weak and so I was I was at Brighthaven offering this meditation and suddenly I felt this dog named Patty who was a German shepherd who had died you know maybe a month or so before um that and it was as she was right behind me so I almost felt like she was putting her paws on my shoulders and I could feel her right behind me and she I felt again the gratitude love and the joy and it was like she was telling me it's going to be okay with Dakota. It's going to be okay. I just felt that from her and I burst into tears. So then of course I had to, when we came out of the meditation, I'd explain to my students why their teacher was bawling. Right. (laughs) And I said, I said, Patty, you know, Patty was this dog and she visited me and she told me, you know, my dog Dakota is in hospice right now. And she told me it's going to be okay. And I just felt that, it was true, like just what she was saying. And she was so clear to me. So I felt again that, you know, I was connecting with Dakota in this space. He was holding a deeper space so that I could be more aware of sort of what was on the other side so that Patty could come through to me. So I had some experiences like this when Dakota was in hospice. And then the day came when it was time for Dakota to pass. And so it was a very beautiful day. It was sunny. The weather was perfect. It was July 5th. Mm. And so we had the vet come and and euthanize him because he was suffering quite a bit mm. at the end. And when uh, he was sitting under the, the tree and the vet was there and I was there with my husband and I told him it was okay to go. And when he left his body, I could actually feel his spirit, when it left his body, it went into my heart and then it went up and I could feel it go through me. Wow. It was so strong. It almost knocked me over. But the whole feeling of that light or that energy that went through me was joy. 
So who could think that in the middle of the saddest moment of your life, or exactly you, you feels the saddest, that you could feel overwhelming joy in that moment? That just blew me away. I will never, ever forget it. And um, I realized he was he was telling me, this is not a time to be sad. This is a time to be in full joy because, you know, I'm coming into who I really am. And I think that, you know, really when we're in our bodies, we, we love this life and we love our physical selves and everything, but there's only so much we can do with our spirit when it's stuck into our body. And mm-hmm. especially if you're an animal, if you're an animal on this life, just because you know, they have a difficult journey because humans on this planet don't really honor them, don't treat them well. You know, a lot of times they end up in cages or, you know, tied up or whatever, you know, used as food or I don't know. I think being an animal is is a difficult journey on this planet. So to actually move into spirit is like opening up into their full strength. I mean, that's just I felt almost like Dakota was like this big golden angel with these big wings and it was like how did you even fit into that little dog body in the first place it was really amazing so I have one little final part to this story about two weeks later after Dakota passed I was teaching a, a class at Bright Haven again And so I went to teach the meditation of the healing bridge like I always did to my class. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, oh, well, usually I'd always connect with Dakota, but he's gone. So I'll just I'll just connect and I'll hold the space for the students. Okay, this is me. You know, I'm teaching all this stuff all the time. But, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it's it's a whole different story. Yep. So (laughs) so I'm leading the meditation. I'm imagining I'm holding the space for everybody's animals and everyone's connecting with the heart. And all of a sudden, when my eyes were closed, I clearly see the beach, this favorite beach in Carmel that Dakota was Dakota's favorite. I see him running towards me on the beach and he's young. He's like, he he turned really gray when he got older, but when he was young, he was like a black and white kind of color with a little bit of merle and he had bright blue eyes. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to hear what else Kathleen saw of Dakota when we come back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're listening to Kathleen Prasad as she talks about teaching Reiki at the Bright Haven Animal Shelter, going into a meditation, and... When my eyes were closed, I clearly see the beach, this favorite beach in Carmel that Dakota was Dakota's favorite. I see him running towards me on the beach, and he's young. He's like, he, he turned really gray when he got older, but when he was young, he was like a black and white kind of color with a little bit of merle and he had bright blue eyes. He was like two years old and he was totally running so fast and he turned and he saw me and he came and he ran right into my heart and I could feel this energy just of, of joy and love just come into my heart. And I was like, oh, Kathleen, of course, you can still connect just because he's not in his physical body. He's still here. 
he's still here. And so Dakota had to remind me of that. I really remember that every day I remember Dakota and so much of my work is in honor of all that he taught me mm-hmm. about Reiki, about connecting in his life and also in his dying process and, and also after death. And you know what, whenever I lead that meditation to this day, and it's been like seven years now, my students and people who do this meditation have the most profound experiences with animals who've passed. And I really believe that Dakota is holding that space to help that to happen more easily for people. That is such a nice story by Kathleen. And our pets leave such a deep imprint in our hearts. I tell you, I said this at the beginning, there are people that don't even touch the depths of the amount of love that we have, those deepest place of love in our heart. I was on a retreat once, and one of the exercises that the instructor did was to close our eyes and we were to imagine something we were afraid of. People had to imagine that everyone in the room, you know, they were afraid of everyone in the room, and then everyone in the town, and everyone in the state, and everyone in the country, that we were afraid. And this huge fear built up inside of all of us. And then the next thing that happened is they said, now imagine everyone sitting around you, everyone in town, everyone in the world is afraid of you. And in that instant, it was actually hysterical because I realized people were just people. And I got over a fear of people. And then something else happened when my eyes were closed. All of a sudden, I imagined my cat, Millie, jumping up on my lap. And I have to tell you, I broke down in tears because Millie, this little cat, got into a place of my heart that I have never let a human being touch. Quick story about Millie. I was never interested in cats, had dogs growing up and bunny rabbits. And at that point I lived with my aunt and she very much wanted to get a cat. Well, I had a bad experience getting clawed up by a cat when I was a kid. So I wanted nothing to do with a cat. She went away on a trip and on a cold winter's night, the stray cat showed up at my doorstep. It was clawing at the door, clawing at the windows. And in a panic, I called another aunt who loved cats. And I said, Auntie Fran, what do I do? She says, first of all, Sandra, grow up. It's freezing outside. It's one of God's little critters. She says, why don't you put a box and a blanket in it and some tuna fish and some water outside of your door? And it might be somebody's pet that's starving and cold. So I did just that. The cat ate the tuna and it crawled in the box, and it slept. The next morning, it was bitter cold, no sign of the cat. I opened the door just to grab the box and the tuna, and out of the bushes, the cat jumped out, and as my door was open, it ran into my house, down into the basement. So I was a nervous wreck, called Auntie Fran back, and my uncle's in the background saying, you've got yourself a pet, and I'm thinking, no way. Well, I kept looking at this cat. This cat looked at me. I got a litter box. I got a little food. And just out of instinct, instead of keeping it in the basement that night, I left the door of the basement open. And as I was just about to fall asleep, all of a sudden, my bedroom door opens and up sprang this cat. And I was scared, afraid I was going to be scratched or something. 
but it jumped on my chest and was like face to face, nose to nose with me. And she fell asleep. Well, I fell in love with that kitty. I brought her to the vet. She said she was with child. (laughs) Well, I adopted Millie and fell madly in love with this beautiful little critter that really was with me so much. Now, when I wrote my book, We Don't Die, Millie was either on my lap or right next to me, or she had her head on the keyboard. And the day came that our dear, sweet Millie was very, very ill and wasn't going to make it. Putting her to sleep was one of the hardest decisions and one of the worst feelings I ever had. A big gift from Millie came after she passed because the very next day I had to read the final proof of my book before it went to print. And when I read that, it reassured me not only about life after death, but how to navigate grief. And it really fueled my fire to get this information out in the world. So I'm very grateful to Millie. Next, I'd like you to hear some words from animal psychic Danielle McKinnon. Today we're going to be talking about six really common ways that our animals that have crossed over will send us messages. I wanted to talk about this because so many people miss their dear dog, their cat, their hamster, their guinea pig, their fish that has crossed over and they don't know what to look for in terms of messages and signs. Our animals that have crossed over, they're always sending us messages and signs. They want nothing more than for us to believe they're there, for us to maybe even sense that they're there. So they're constantly giving us messages of hello I'm here hello I love you things like that but if you don't know what to look for you can just kind of overlook the messages or not believe the messages so hopefully by me going through these it's going to help you trust these messages that I bet your animal is already sending you so we're going to go through the six ways and I have a bonus way as well and these aren't just the only six there's so many ways these are just kind of like the common easiest ones So the first way is through your animal's name. So my dog's name, when she was alive, she was Bella. She still is Bella. And she'll often uh, let me know she's around and basically say hi using her name. So what will happen will be I'm watching TV and I hear about a Bella on TV. And then I'm reading packaging at the grocery store and it says Bella. And then I get something in the mail and I see it's uh, there's the word Bella is on it. Those three things have nothing to do with each other. They're all on the same day or they're all in the same short period of time. It's my Bella's way of saying, I'm here. I love you. It's not a warning. It's not watch out. Bella's in trouble. Three t- it's nothing like that. It's Bella simply letting me know, hey, I'm around. I love you. That's all she's doing. And so often that's all they're doing. They just want you to clue into their love. The second way that animals will very often send their little love notes and hellos is actually through smell. So I'm going to use my dog Bella again because um, she was a chocolate lab and she was a smelly chocolate lab. And while it wasn't the best smell because it was kind of like dirty dog smell, she didn't like bats, but she loved swimming in the swamp and the pond and all these other places, that smell was her distinct smell. So sometimes I'm sitting at my desk in my office and just walks by the Bella smell. That's it. It just walks by. And it's just Bella's way of letting me know, hey, I'm here. Now, your 
animal on the other side could do their smell. The animal could do this, the smell of their favorite toy. The animal could do the smell of poop. You know, they, they do, they choose whatever it is that you're going to most associate with them to get their message through and make you remember them and think of them. And again, they're just letting you know they're around. They're just letting you know, Hey, I'm here. Number three out of six, plus our bonus, <laughs> number three is um, more about sound. So you'll be doing something that has nothing to do with your animals. Say you're watching TV, say you're vacuuming, say you're sitting in the backyard, whatever, whatever thing you're doing. And it literally feel like you just heard your cat's meow behind you or your dog's bark, or you heard the sound of that your horse made on the hay. And it really couldn't be there, right? My dog's not barking behind me. My dog is crossed over. There's no hay in my backyard. And yet you heard it. You have to trust it. This is another little hello from your beloved pet on the other side. They're just wanting you to think of them. So when this happens, think of them and feel the love. Think of them and feel the, oh, yay, cool. I love you. Just, just do that. That's all they're asking you to do. Okay, number four of six is that, um, let's say you're, again, hanging out in your backyard, you are, you have nothing to do with your deceased animal right now. Maybe you're playing ping pong. I don't know what you're doing in your backyard, but for no reason whatsoever, you find yourself thinking of the animal that you love that's crossed over. I know this one's hard to believe because you think you're just thinking, but a lot of the time the animal kind of pushes our thoughts right there so that we remember them and think of them. And notice that you're not, when it happens, you're not thinking angrily about your animal. You're thinking lovingly. You're thinking, oh, I miss her. I miss him. But it just came from nowhere. For example, maybe I'm playing ping pong out in the backyard, but I don't associate my dog Bella with ping pong. And yet Bella popped into my head. Those pop into your head moments, they really count. I'm going to save the next sign from Danielle for after the break. And I can't believe she used the word poop. (laughs) Never been said on our show before. Now, twice. But I can totally get it. Donna and I, my auntie, have a cat named Harry. And I tell you, when he breaks wind or uses the litter box, there is a scent I can't even describe. So... They do work with us through our memories, through our thoughts, through random pictures, and through random smells. So you never know. We'll be back in just a minute with more of For the Love of Animals. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. Don't forget to check out my show, Strange Things, each week as I bring you the world of the truly amazing and bizarre right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are listening to animal psychic Danielle McKinnon with her six ways plus a bonus that our pets give us signs from the afterlife. Sign number five is when you feel like you see your pet that's crossed over out of the corner of your eye, right? And you turn your head and you look, nothing. There's no dog there, there's no horse there, there's there's no mouse running across. But right out of the corner of your eye, it really felt like your animal was there. So the animals do this also when they're alive. They basically send you their energy so you feel like they're there or you, or you keep feeling like you're seeing them there. They do it more often from the other side. So like right now, I don't have my dog. My dog is alive with me because... I'm in a hotel. And so one of the things that my dog does is she'll show me, I'll, there's a picture 
And for whatever reason, I'll feel like I see her in the picture. And then I look closely. I'm like, oh, no, she's not there. That's a that's that's not even a dog. What, what I'm seeing. But that's my dog saying hello. Same thing with animals that have crossed over. They do it way more often. You're walking down the, the hallway and you're like, wait, what? You know, you just, you think you saw them. They weren't there physically, but they were. And this is one you have to work on trusting. It's not your eyes playing tricks on you. It's your animal tapping into you so that your animal can give you this feeling of um, closeness and, hey, we're still together. And here's the kind of cool thing about that. Our animals are hanging out with us. So maybe with my physical eye, I didn't see her. But my third eye is seeing her because she is around. She is saying hello. She is checking in on me. So it's kind of a fun one to trust. But a lot of people, if they don't know that that's a way that a sign works, they don't trust it. Sign number six for how animals communicate and send messages from the other side is through dreams. And this is where you can actually have some control. All the others were kind of like, hey, cool, are you giving me a sign? But for this one, it's different. For dreams, there's a whole little process. For now, what I'm gonna say is when you go to bed, think of your animal. So I would think of Bella, Bella, hello. <laughs> and I would say, Bella, will you please come visit me tonight? Now, it might take a few nights for this to happen. Don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen the first night, especially if you're deeply in grief. Ask your animal to visit you. And what will happen eventually, probably after a few nights, is that you'll have this crazy, wonderful, surreal dream that where you wake up and you're like, I feel like we were just hanging out together. It feels so good and yet it feels almost unreal. It's so real. So that's how you ask for a visitation. Totally doable for everybody who has an animal on the other side. But it, your success with it will depend on how thoroughly enmeshed in the grief you are. Okay, here's the bonus way that animals are sending us messages from the other side. Did you know that your animal, when they cross over, they get busy and they start arranging the next animal to come into your life? So when the new animal comes into your life, whenever that is, whether it's right away or five years down the road, the animal that's left your life has had a hand and a lot of the time just directly influenced it so that the new animal coming into your life is actually from the animal that has crossed over. So that new animal is a message in herself. I hope you enjoyed that. That was animal psychic Danielle McKinnon. Have you ever seen someone test pasta to see if it's ready? I have this vision, throwing several strands of spaghetti against the wall. When it sticks, you know it's done. Same thing holds true for my show and for anything that you watch or listen to. We have a divine soul that knows the truth and can spot the BS. So if something does not resonate with you, while it may be true, it may not be true to you right now. Maybe down the road it will be, or maybe it will never be. So my request is from words from me, words from my guests. If something resonates with you and you want to try it, oh, just go ahead and do it. I tell you, 25 years ago, I was nasty. I was ugly. I thought all of this was fake. 
I was going to use another word, but I thought it was all fake. And anybody interested in this topic, well, they needed to get a life. Not very nice of me. But now, a whole different story. Danielle brought up a really good point about maybe not getting signs because you're too enmeshed in grief. Now, I can't say that the signs aren't there and that grief is holding you back. Our loved ones on the other side want us to be happy, but they've been human and they know how hard it hurts. So when I was experiencing grief, just thinking of the physical loss of my dad, I tell you, it was a dark cloud that felt like it was over me for the better part of four years before that cloud began to lift. You know, I think I've mentioned before, not just having my dad pass, but family feuds with the siblings. And I felt like I had lost everything. It was a deep, dark, depressing place. So from that place, could I have noticed a rainbow or a license plate that said my dad's name or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I was too busy in my thoughts. What I'd like to do is just share a little bit about grief now because it doesn't matter if it's a pet or a person or if you lose your job or if you get diagnosed with an illness. There are so many reasons we grieve, even a breakup of a relationship. I had a friend tell me after he read my book, he wasn't interested in life after death and he really wasn't interested in grief. But when he read chapter 10, How to Survive Grief, he said he perfectly understood why his marriage broke up and why he felt the way he did. And he was able to forgive himself and his wife after over 20 years. I know we only have a few minutes left, so I'll make this kind of concise. But no, the full version is in chapter 10 of my book. You can have that for free. Yes, for free. Just go to wedontdie.com, click on the store button, find the audiobook, and use coupon code free for We Don't Die, a skeptic's discovery of life after death. When we love, we have a connection. In our biology, love is almost like an addiction. You know, we have something that we're so used to. We take it away, whatever it may be, and we experience a loss. Now, for someone who is no longer getting their fix of their drug or alcohol or their sugar, whatever that may be, they go through a withdrawal period. Grief is no different, except for I think it can be hundreds of times worse. The more we love, the more it hurts. It may take longer to go through the process. The only way to the other side of the process is through the process. But there are different things that we can do to make ourselves feel better and get there. First, it's important to realize that there's a whole bunch of physiological changes within us. Our body works on neurotransmitters that keep it running, kind of like your car uses gasoline and oil and all the other fluids it uses. Well, we have these neurotransmitters, things like serotonin and dopamine. When they get depleted, and oh boy, do they ever, when we're grieving, we don't have enough of them functioning to have our body function properly. These neurotransmitters control things like our mood, our memory. If you imagine, or I'm sure you've experienced it, being super angry, sad, outbursts of tears, forgetful, 
forgetting where you put things like, I found my cell phone in the refrigerator, things like that. You'll have major miscommunications with people. You may think they said one thing, but they said something else. So I think that really is important to know, especially when siblings are experiencing the death of a parent. It all makes perfect sense after the fact. What's important to realize is we have extremely low amounts of these chemicals running through our body. To lift them, there's things like exercising. Even if you don't feel like doing it, put on your favorite songs from when you went to high school. Force yourself to dance. It's going to be the last thing you feel like doing. You may break out in tears while you're doing it, but do it. Read. Talk to a friend. Go for a walk. Journal. Try to get your feelings out of your mind and onto some paper. If you can be out in nature, great. If you can get some sunshine, great. If you can stay away from things like processed food and sugar, now I know I ate probably 20 pounds of chocolate when dad died. But if you can try to resist things like that and, you know, lots of alcohol and and things, it will help nurture your body and it will help get you back in a healthier physiology, so to speak. Meditation, quieting the mind, talking to your loved one. And I mean it. Get a picture of them looking healthy and well. Keep talking to them. Let them know how you feel. They are right there. You can ask for signs, but they don't have all the answers just because they've crossed over. They actually have to learn how to do some of these things. And in their world, there is no time. So what could be 30 years before you see them again can be only a blink of an eye to them. Volunteering is a big one too. In fact, I think for anything that ails us, and I mean anything, when you can set your eyes on another person to make a difference, you get in their world, you want them to be happy. And what naturally happens is your reservoirs of these neurotransmitters will get refilled. Oh my gosh, there's so much more I want to tell you. But most importantly, be gentle on yourself. Give yourself a big hug. Anything you can do for self-love and education to find out about the world of grief will really help you. So please take me up on the offer of going to wedontdie.com and finding the audiobook, okay? So with that, Of course, I'm going to tell you, come join us live on a Sunday. You'll really like our empowering Sunday gatherings. And there's so much more going on. I'm Sandra Champlain. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.